Good evening, and it's good to be back with you for our weekly Bible study. And as you know, we're going through the book of Hebrews. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10. So we're going to read firstly from chapter 10, verse 1 through to 14. For since the law has put a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have been ceased to be offered, since the worshippers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sin? But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Jesus came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to you, your will, O God, as it is written for me in the scroll of the book. When he said above, he had neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and in sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. God's going to add his blessing to that reading of his word. And I stop at that point because uh, we'll probably just about cover those verses that we've looked at in the time that we've got this evening. Before we do that, let's just come before the Lord in prayer. Our Father, again, we thank you for the freedom that we have to meet in this way. We thank you for your word, the living word. And we thank you that as we gather round it, we can hear your voice as you speak to us. Our Father, as we come to your scriptures, just by them, encourage us, remind us of the the, the wonderful state we are in when we come to you as, as ruined sinners, but can walk away as those who are righteous in your sight. And our Father, we pray that you will help us enjoy reading about these things as we look at them together. And we also pray that you will challenge us through your word as we bring these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, here we are again, and it's uh, back in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. And let's just read from verse 1. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices, repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. 
Now, the fact that the sacrifices need to be repeated reveals to us their inadequacy. And also, these sacrifices do not complete the work in the lives of those who draw near. There's still something lacking there. And when we come to verse 2, the writer goes on, Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshippers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilt for their sins. Now, this means that there's a need for a once and for all sufficient, perfect sacrifice. And when that sacrifice comes, it will have to remove the guilt of sin, that guilt which is still there in those who make the animal sacrificial offerings. And in verse 3 says, But those sacrifices are, a, are, a, those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. You see, there was no remission of sin, only reminders of sin. And these sacrifices were required to be offered daily and then yearly on that day of atonement. The guilt was still present. Why? Because the price for sin had not yet been paid. You see, full atonement was still required. The writer tells us the law was only a shadow, not the reality. This means that it was only adequate in reminding people of sin and not redeeming the people from sin. Now, under the new covenant, the sinner can be justified. This means that they are declared righteous before God. This is based on the imputed righteousness of Christ, the one who has paid the price for sin. You know, we sing that lovely hymn, Man of Sorrows. And I just want to share with you verse 3 as a summary of what we've just been looking at now. The hymn writer says this, Guilty, vile and helpless we, spotless lamb of God was he, full atonement, can it be? Hallelujah, what a saviour. You see, through the death of Christ, there is full atonement that could never be there by the death of animals, only by the death of Christ. And that's when the price was paid and full atonement was made. So under the new covenant, their faith, and also we are under the new covenant, so this is for us as well, our faith in the shed blood of Jesus declares us not guilty of our sins. And we are justified by God. In justification, our sins have been assigned to Jesus. Jesus who took the wrath of God in our place. So this justification for the sinner only has to happen once. The sacrifice does not have to be repeated. 
The sinner is saved, the guilt is removed, and the sin will not be held against us because God has said that he will never ever call it to mind and hold it against us. So consequently, under the new covenant, our guilt is removed and we are made clean in the eyes of God. Now we come across these two words, justification and sanctification, quite a lot. And I think in this passage it's important for us to just understand a little bit more about it so we can put it into perspective. And in relation to the uh, verses we've just looked at, in, in indeed the, the whole of this book of Hebrews. So we can just sort of get hold of this fact. Justification is a complete and finished act of God on the life of a Christian. We're not involved in that, other than we come to Christ in faith. It's a complete, finished act of God on your life if you have accepted Christ as your Saviour. That's why the sacrifice doesn't have to be repeated. Now, sanctification, that is the ongoing work of regeneration in the life of a Christian. So we are being sanctified. God is doing that, making us holy in his sight. And this is an ongoing work of regeneration. Now these are both integral parts of God's grace in the life of the believer. Justification, sanctification. This is achieved by the perfect sacrifice of the new covenant. Now, for a moment, with regard to the sacrifices of the Old Covenant, now, did you notice what I said there? The singular and the plural. Listen again. This is achieved by the perfect sacrifice of the New Covenant. Now, with regard to the sacrifices of the Old Covenant, the evidence of them being insufficient was the fact that they had to be offered time and time again, every day, year in, year out. And then on that day of atonement, they had to be offered again. The effect of them was only temporary. And they only covered sin until the perfect sacrifice would be made. When the perfect sacrifice was offered, it would never have to be offered again. This is because of this. Jesus uh, spoke these words in, in explanation of what that was about. This is verse 5 through to 7 of Hebrews 10. Therefore, do you like that word, therefore? <laughs> It relates to what we've just looked at. So therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will my God. So this is the words of Jesus speaking as it were to God. 
This is actually also a quote from one of the Psalms. It's Psalm 49, verse 68. I'll read that quote of the Psalm or that Psalm. Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but my ears have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. You see, Jesus is the fulfillment of the covenant. His sacrifice replaces all the animal sacrifices and all the offerings, the sin offering, the peace offering, the drink offering, the burnt offering, the trespass offering. The importance of the old covenant was not just in the animal sacrifices, but even more important than that, was the heart of the one who had brought the sacrifice. This is what God is interested in. You know, it's still for us today, for the work that we do in the name of Jesus, it's our heart that is important and how we bring that work to him. But that's not reliance upon our salvation. But the importance of the old covenant was not so much the sacrifice, but it was more the heart of the one who brought the sacrifice. In his letter to the Hebrews, the writer repeats this statement we've just looked at with his comments of explanation. This is in verse 8 and 9. So this is what he said. He tells us what Jesus has said, and then he refers to it. First, he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. Though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And let me read that again and let me just point out where the, the writer is saying his little bit. So this is from the quote. First, this is Jesus speaking to God. First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. Then the writer puts this in. Though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then the quote goes on. Then he said, here I am. I have come to do your will. And the writer puts in here. He sets aside the first to establish the second. That's what he's been saying through this letter to the Hebrews. Though the offerings were in accordance with the law, Jesus has been set aside as the first. And when he comes, he will establish the second. Verse 10. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. This is the will of the Father. You remember those words? Your will, not mine. Go to Mark 14, verse 36. This is when Jesus prayed prior to the crucifixion. I'm a father, he said. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. In this passage we've been 
looking at this evening, we see a contrast between the high priest of the old covenant and our high priest of the new covenant. Verse 11. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. You see, their sacrificial work was never finished because it could never be completed. They could not do it. The sacrifices that were made were not sufficient. Come to verse 12 and 13. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. There's that Psalm 110 verse 1 being quoted again. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Our high priest sat down because his sacrificial work was completed. We're reminded of John 19 verse 30. When he had received a drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Verse 14 of chapter 10. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. You know, I, I think for this evening, I will finish with that verse. We're going to go on with the book of Hebrews. We're going to see, uh, we've already seen actually, the, the presence of the Father, the presence of the Son. And in the following verses, it's going to show us the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're going to see the need for perseverance. And a reminder of why this letter was written. And that's all before we go into chapter 11, which is that great chapter of faith in action. But just for this evening, as we've considered these other verses, let's just take this last little comment away with us. That verse 14, For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. This was for the first readers of this letter, to show them that now there was no need for all the other sacrifices, the temple worship, going into the tabernacle, into the holy place and the holy of holies. That was all necessary. It all had its place. It was all significant. And it was all good because God had ordained it. But it was only the shadow of something greater. And through that greater sacrifice, we are made perfect forever. And we are being made holy. We are made perfect. What is that? That is justification. When you come to Christ, you are made justified by the grace of God. You've done nothing to do that, to earn that. I have done nothing to earn that. That is by 
the grace of God and it comes about by that once and for all perfect sacrifice. So we should not feel guilty. We can feel sorry for our sin, but the guilt is removed in the eyes of God. And we are being made holy. That is sanctification. And that is a work in progress. So, let's just finish with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you again for your word. And we thank you for the, oh, the, the wonderful truths that are here. And we thank you that you have reminded us of them. And we just pray that we might be in awe of the grace that you have given us. And just by the fact that we have faith in the crucified one, then you see us as being as if we hadn't sinned. Just as if we hadn't sinned. But our Father, we still live in a sin-cursed world. And we still have the ability to sin. But our Father, help us to recognize that the price has been paid and we are a work in progress, a work in your hands as we are being sanctified day by day. Father, we bring these things before you in the name of Jesus as we bring our thanks and our praise and we do it in his lovely name. Amen.